Senoras y senores, what is going on? Welcome on into today's Union Match Preview as we're going to look ahead at this upcoming Sunday's Union Match against, the, against I guess, the Columbus crew we can say here. Uh, look, I, we're in a bad spot right now with this team, right? Coming off of a terrible loss in a midweek match, I don't care what the circumstance was. Losing to Chicago the way you did to the last place team in Eastern Conference, it truly and honestly sucked. But you're going to have some more adversity coming up this Sunday. You're a little bit thin. Uh, and thanks to Bruno Martinez to help situate whatsoever. So this match up against Columbus is going to be a tough one. But this is going to really test the Philadelphia Union. Because, look, we know that loss was bad. And we know you are thin. But how are you going to respond? How are you going to step up? You are still one of the top teams in the MLS and in the Eastern Conference. And we fully expect you guys to step up in, 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 in a way that would, you know, lend to some points. Because that's what we are. That's what we're all expecting when you're talking about the first place team here in the MLS. So we will talk about that. We'll talk about some other latest news here in the MLS as well. Welcome on in everyone to Union Match Preview. Of course, I'm your host, El Barcero Philly. Appreciate everyone taking their time out of the day to talk some Union soccer. It's an exciting time right now. I don't know why my MacBook is acting really slow right now because there's nothing open, but we're going to work with it and it's going to work with us. So we shall see uh, what happens here today. But thanks so much for checking on in, guys. Real quick, uh, if you guys want to be a part of the show, if you guys are soccer fans, you guys are Union fans, uh, throw your comments, questions, and concerns at both the chats. We got TikTok open. We have YouTube open right now as well. So throw your comments, questions, and concerns in both of those chats. And, of course, um, big thank you and a big shout-out to today's sponsor. Thank you to La Terrain Watches for sponsoring today's Union Match uh, preview. If you guys are in the market for a brand-new watch, consider checking out La Terrain Watches. High-quality watches at a bargain price. We're talking beautiful watches, especially for you gentlemen trying to show off to those women or to those men, either or. You guys could definitely definitely show off with that beautiful La Terrain watch. When you head over to the checkout page, make sure you guys are using promo code Barcero Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a La Terrain watch. So big shout-out and a big thank you to La Terrain watches. What's going on, TikTok? TikTok, keep smashing that screen away. Let's get some soccer fans building. I'm going to take away this glare for YouTube. I know you guys got that glare. Let me take away my girl, little Fanny fan here. We're going to close this bad boy here for you. That's much better. Look at that, huh? Look at that. All right. Um, so real quick, I want to talk about some news of notes here in the MLS. Uh, first off, we have ourselves a little bit of a, of a report here. Um, this is from Mike uh, Michelle Gioni, um, a uh, Italian Venezolano, um, who reports, I believe, who's this for? Um, MLS sideline USMT for 2DN. So that's pretty, that's a pretty, that's a pretty reliable source. And Univision, uh, it's a lot silly. Boo. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. All right. So the source in the report is uh, reported earlier this week LAFC will absolutely use a DP on a striker number nine characteristics international under 30 mobile team is also looking to move players out of the top six. Uh, they are open and listening to offers for Chico Aranjo, my fellow Colombian. This is going to be very interesting. Now, the question being, we talk about the union this summer window. If they're going to add on some players, what, what should they add on? And I've, I've, been the, I've been in the narrative saying that they should definitely look at some veteran MLS players. I'm, I'm sorry, veterans, MLS strikers or forwards, because I don't feel like going for another risk like a Mateus Davo or an Andrew Vuton. I want to get something that's familiar with this league. 
I know they can contribute, and realistically, what we're looking for is a bench piece. As far as Chico Arango go, I don't see this being feasible for the Philadelphia. I don't even think he would want to come to Philly. It's honestly interesting that Arango uh, is up on um, is up on the transfer market because he, I, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he just arrived to LAFC this past year. He's 27 years old. He's been around. He actually arrived there last year, which is my bad. Uh, but he has been bouncing around uh, from from Colombia to uh, Portugal, and he's been spent the last uh, two years in, in Colombia with Millonarios, the big club in, in Colombia, and he arrived to LAFC. So he's a, a, a fringe player um, bouncing around throughout a couple different leagues. So to me, this would be a definitely one I would absolutely love, but I just don't think it would make sense. I, I don't think it would make sense for Aranjo. I don't think he would want to come here. And obviously... When you're talking about Jay Sugarman and you're talking about Ernst Tanner, we know that they don't really care to spend money per se. It's kind of what they, I guess, don't do if you if you want to go there. And right now, he's worth around $6.6 million as of November 9th, 2021. I think that's what LAFC bought him for. He's actually had his all-time high as far as value goes as well, which is very interesting. But... Um, yeah, to to spend four to five million on a backup striker that just doesn't make sense in general. So I just don't see it happening uh, whatsoever. But it's definitely something interesting of note. Um, another one that I wanted to bring up was um, Paulo Diabala. Uh, I, obviously, he's now a free agent, and his career has been very interesting. If I'm being honest, because you know, look, he's obviously been super super talented in his entire career. One of the most creative number tens that I've seen in my time, and. He's been a little undervalued uh, with with uh, Juventus, and him at 28 years old now. What does the future hold for him? What does he want to do? Personally, I don't think MLS is in the cards for him as of right now. Maybe a couple of years down the line, but something tells me that Diabala wants to stay in Europe. Possibly Serie A. He loves the Serie A league, um, and so we shall see um, what that will come about um, as far as rumors go as far as what he will do uh new england made a big signing here today uh they had finalized a deal to sign juventus striker Giacomo veroni uh for a 3.8 million dollar fee as we do know new england did part ways uh with adam busca who's now in france and so now that's a, not a bad replacement and this is the type of move that i would like the union to type of kind of make as far as dp signings go look Juve's farm system is still pretty damn good, as they call it, the Primavera Leagues. And he's, I don't know much about him, but these are the type of moves I want the to type of make. When we're talking about DP signings and the way the union built, go after those kids in those big clubs that just can't get minutes and bring them over here. You know, you look, go look at clubs like Borussia Dortmund, Bayern München, Juventus, uh, Manchester United, Manchester City. Go look at those clubs and start picking some of the, those farm systems and bring them over here and have them fully develop. And those are the type of moves that I would like to see the Union do. But it's definitely some good stuff there uh, by New England as they continue making some nice moves here in this league and continue being pests in the side of the Philadelphia Union. All right, but... Obviously, we have a big matchup this upcoming Sunday, um, and obviously, coming off of what we just mentioned against Chicago, it, it's going to be in, it's going to be an interesting Sunday. Look, Columbus and Philly—it's such an interesting matchup because every time the home team between these two usually come out on top and usually look like the better of the two teams. Columbus struggles playing in Philly. 
Philly struggles in playing Columbus. The difference, however, this year is the fact that Mount Fire Stadium is no longer alive, potentially. It's now lower.com uh, arena stadium, and the Union have never played there. So I'm hoping in my prayers and my fingers are going to be crossed that things will be different in lower.com field because it has to. <laughs> it just straight up has to. Uh, look, and when you're talking about Columbus, Caleb Porter, his style is very, very, uh, it's very simple, and it's it's obviously um, something that we all know what it is. It, it's very familiar. It's a heavy possessions type of uh, soccer. They want to possess the ball. They want to control the game with their possession, and that's just kind of how they've been rolling. The differences this year is, you know, obviously Yazi Zard has been getting up there in age, and he hasn't been as effective, and they actually parted ways with him. They, they sent them over to Colorado. They decided to stick with Miguel Barry, and they kind of realized that, yeah, he's not an every, he's not a starting striker for in the MLS. So uh, they went out and signed Cucho Hernandez, my Colombian, who, is, speaking of Colombian, just bouncing around, he's been someone who's been bouncing around between the different, uh, year, between Spain and between um, England. He's been playing in the Prem and La Liga, and he just wants some stability and he wants some consistent playing minutes. And he comes to the MLS, getting paid. He's, he signed like a ten million dollar deal to come here to the MLS. And he's going to continue his development. He's going to get some consistent minutes. And the hope is that he will be able to get sold back to Europe. And the thing is, great signing. I think it's going to be make payoff and big dividends for Columbus. I just don't think that's going to happen. He's not going to play this upcoming Sunday. He still has to register, for my opinion. He just arrived yesterday. They had the, an introductory press conference here today. And so I would expect him to be available for Columbus next week. So that's we... Survived the bullet there because I'm telling you, as someone who's watched Cucho Hernandez since he was 17, he's a beast. He's going to do wonders here in the league, especially for Columbus Crew side that play in a style that benefits him with the heavy possession, having a Lucas Zelarayan, who's one of the best number 10s in this league, having fullbacks that can service the ball with cross-ins. It's going to work wonders for Columbus. So we don't have to worry about that. When you're talking about Columbus, though, um, without the striker position, Caleb has had to get a little bit creative and I thought I felt like he's done a really good job like even uh, this past week against Toronto in the midweek match that they played as well you saw them run a a, uh, a three back set with five in the midfield and two uh and two forwards and they had no striker they played with Lucas Alarayan and ja Jason Rowe uh, and they had like I guess Lucas Alarayan was playing as the false nine uh but it, again no no striker they got a little creative. Miguel Bari did come in the second half, but the question is, how will or how will Columbus line up and and try to pl play against the Philadelphia Union? Now, obviously, for the Union, the system, the style is very simple. You know, it's the high press, it's attacking spaces, it uh, getting the ball, creating turnovers, getting on counterattack, and so we all do know that. But obviously, last past week with Colum with Chicago, I'm sorry. Look, even against New York, even this whole entire season, I guess I should say, this team has been struggling in the attack and in scoring goals, predominantly in the final third. And against Chicago, they struggled yet again. And, and I think more so, the first half was pretty solid for the Union. They got some opportunities. They were able to move the ball. Second half, like I mentioned in the, in the recap, something clicked for the team, for the Union, and it, it kind of just went down, down in a downward spiral. After the Navarro goal, then you get the Jose Brujo Martinez red card. And that's essentially that that moment, Chicago just won the game. 
Now, the one thing that concerned me against Chicago was Chris Mueller absolutely destroyed the Philadelphia Union on both sides. He played at the right on the in the first half. I'm sorry, he played at the left in the first half, then switched over to the right, and he abused both Nathan Harriel and Kai Wagner. Now, Columbus has some solid wingers. I don't know to the point where what Chris Mueller was playing. That was the best I've seen Chris Mueller play at, honestly, against the Philadelphia Union, even his time against with Orlando. Um, but Columbus still has some solid wingers. I mean, they still have Pedro Santos. They also still have Derek Etienne, who's been coming off the bench mostly uh, for for Columbus. And so they have some options there that can really attack the Philadelphia, especially those fullback sets. The main concern, however, is the fact that Philly does not have a Brujo Martinez. Brujo Martinez got suspended because he was a freaking dumbass. And again, I'm going to reiterate this because we brought it up on TikTok here today. What Abrujo Martinez did was irres- irresponsible by all means. The fact is, getting, giving that foul to Casper Shabilko to get your second yellow was uncalled for. It's Casper freaking Shabilko. The dude is as slow as molasses. If you cannot keep up with Casper Shabilko, we have some problems, guys. He's as slow as dirt. That was an uncalled for foul. And not realizing that the depth that with the lack of depth that we have right now, because the kids are playing away with the U.S. men's national team or U.S. youth national team, you have to recognize. And now the situation at hand, he's suspended for Sunday's match. And so now the midfield, who is as 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 weak as it is right now or, or, or as thin as it is right now, I should say. Now it's even thinner because now you have to rely on either Matt Rial or Cole Turner. Like, what is Jim thinking? Um I'm assuming Leon's going to move back over to the six, right? I mean, you could put Elliot at the six if you want. He's done it before. I would, I mean, for me personally, I think in this situation, I would run a three backs line. I would start Finley. I would put Elliot and Glazis there as well. You obviously have your wing backs with Harriel and, and, and Wagner, and then just run a three midfield, three, three man midfield. Um, with with Leon, uh, uh, with Leon, Daniel, and 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 Allie. and then have your two forwards with Julian and and, and Michael, 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 Michael Lua. I, I, I keep butchering, I keep forgetting. We will get it down eventually. It took me a whole year to get down Casper Shabilko, so we'll get down uh, Michael Lua. Well, we will, I promise. But honestly, I think that is your best case scenario. I'm not a big fan of running Jack Elliott at that six in the diamond because he does not have the speed for it. And remind you, we are playing against Lucas Zellerayan, who's a, we know he's one of the best tens in this league. So I would run the five back or the three back set. Um, and at, at best case, you know, you can disguise it as a five back set. You can do uh, Harriel Glesnick, or I, I think in this case, you're going to want to do uh, Wagner. Finley, Elliot, Glesnes, and 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 Harriel. I think that is your base, best case scenario with your three midfield of Flock, um, Gazdag, and Bedoya. You'd have Flock and Flock and Bedoya more as those holding guys, um, and then obviously you'd have uh, Caranza and Ua top. You're obviously going to have both uh, Harriel and and Wagner as always running up and down those flanks, and I think that is going to be your best case scenario. I thought Columbus did a solid job of, of holding possession and moving directly with the ball in this, their mat, last match against Toronto. Um, and I'm and, and honestly, I'm a little worried because when you're talking about who defends the number 10s in this league and there's so many good number 10s, that's a job for a Brujo Martinez. So now this is going to be more of a of a team effort, and we'll see how Jim kind of uh, counterattacks that. And it's definitely going to be tough. 
And you also have a Columbus side that obviously are a little bit in desperation mode. They have been moving up in the table. I think right now they're ninth in the Eastern Conference, and they want to get back in Eastern in playoff position. And it's why they've been making some of these moves. And I think that uh, it's it's going to they're they're going to get back into a playoff position, and we'll see when that when that'll happen. But what's up, Beard and Knowledge? What's up, Phil? Make sure you guys check out trending in the AM. We got ourselves uh, the DSM Morning Show. Appreciate you. What's up, TikTok? What's going on, guys? Keep throwing your comments, questions, and concerns. We got Timmy in the chat. What's up, Timmy? We see you, bro- buddy. What's happening, brother? Hello to you, sir. Hello, hello to you. That's right. Matt Turner is now with Arsenal. Congratulations to the North Jersey product, and that's actually uh, better news for Philadelphia, right? He's over there. Uh, Fabio Vavo went to Arsenal. I do not know who Fabio Vavo is, I'll be honest with you. Uh, all right, well, I mean... You really have some problems if that's your name. I'm just going to say that right now. But we're talking soccer. And judging by your name, probably don't care for it, which is fine. Um, I'm at work. That's what's up, Timmy. Get that money, buddy. Get that money. Get that dough. Get that dough. Um, I, 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 overall, I mean, I am I, I am a little concerned about this game. Like, I, I do expect the need to come out with some intensity because you have to be pissed off after what happened on Wednesday. I mean, Chicago beat you, the last place team in the East. And you heard what Jim said after the game. This is the I, Wednesday should have been a lesson to this team. If you're going to show up to a match or without, I should say, if you're not going to show up to a match, that's, that's what happens. Because the fact of the matter is, I don't care what the record is for Chicago. I don't care what the record of, of, the, of Philadelphia is either. This is a professional league. You have to show up for every single one of these matches. And now your back is, is up against the wall. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the money line right now in for this match is on Columbus. I would not be surprised if they're the favorite because of what Philly has available. And that's that 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 should piss you off. I'm sure damn well that pisses Ali off. And here's the problem again. We talked about it against New York. We talked about it against Chicago. Against Chicago, Chicago had a deeper bench, and that's a big part of it as well. When you talk about the momentum shift, you got guys that are talking. Mikael Ua, 60 minutes in, is just with his tongue out, arms to the side of his of his body. He's just exhausted. And you lost a game like that. And one thing I will say, I really do hope that Jim starts considering more of a rotation with his with his teams, because I do think that part of it too is because you all you do you make the same rota- you make the same starting lineups, you make the same rotations every single week, and look right now you don't have those guys, and you have some bench pieces that you can't rely on. We don't really know what they can do in in a, in a regular season match. The, the 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 Cole Turners, the the Jesus Buenos, like what can they actually give us? Matt all plays a shuttle fielder actually liked it. I thought he did a solid job as a shuttler. But I mean, it's it, it's it's thin bench regardless. Without these kids, it's going to be thin. Now these kids are expected to be back next week, but we are missing them in the in the wildest of ways. And you know what's fucking wild is I remember the U.S. Open Cup time. And I remember when those kids went out against Orlando. And I remember when Union fans were saying that they're not good enough. Well, how about now? You think they're not good enough still? You miss them, don't you? Because right now, with the situation that El Brujo put you in, you could start Jack McGlynn. Or heck, you could put Quinn Sullivan. 
Heck, you could probably even try Paxson Aronson, but you don't have that option now. And Sergio Santos is still battling the, the visa situation. And to the point where, look, I get it. Every time we have an international signing, we have this visa situation, and it always winds up being a, a longer situation than it should be, right? But at the end of the day, you, you control what you can. You know, the union are not the only team that has to deal with this. The fact is, when you sign players who are not big, like you don't sign, if you don't sign a Gonzalo Higuain, uh, a, uh, a Cucho Hernandez, Paulo Diabala, I'm just making examples here. If you don't sign those type of players, I mean, those type of players are going to get visas instantly because they're well-known and they're big. They're noted as celebrities, and celebrities get easier visas. But when you get a Mikael Ua, uh, when you get Sergio Santos, those guys are, no, I guess, are civilians, and it's tougher for them to get the visas. I mean, Sergio Santos has been battling this visa situation since he start, since he came to Philadelphia. He's trying to get this finalized so he doesn't deal with it ever again. I know it sucks, but it is what it is. I'm honestly worried about this match. And this is going to be another match where if they get a point, I'm happy. I'm honestly happy. Because you're thin. Columbus is starting to feel themselves a little bit. They had a draw against R RSL, which R RSL's top team in the West, one of the top teams in the West. Although the parity in the in the West is nothing compared to what the parity is in the East. Um, they beat a Toronto Seaside, which obviously with no striker, which obviously um not much to boast about these days. <laughs> no disrespect, Toronto, no disrespect, Ryan. Um, but this despite the union being thin as it is, I mean Columbus is thin as well. I mean, they don't have a striker. And you still have one of the best back lines. So I do think that this is still going to be a close enough match. But at the end of the day, how bad do the union want this? How pissed off are they? Are they going to play union soccer? Typically, when they play union soccer, they typically beat Columbus. And I hope that maybe lower, maybe I'm hoping that lowerfield.com is our, is our home. You know what I mean? I hope we get comfortable there because I don't know what it was in Matt Fire Stadium, but we were never comfortable in that ground, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So fine. I think my prediction will be I see a one one draw here for Philadelphia Union. Um I could see a UA goal here in this one. It's gonna be tough, but I see a point coming in with this match for the Philadelphia Union. Let's hope so. On fourth of July weekend. Let's get those fireworks going. Uh we could definitely use some points here for this one. Keep ground in the in the fir in first place. Right now, I think Montreal and New York are in top. Uh, and then Philly's right behind them with NYCUC right behind us. A point separates uh, the NYCUC and Philly. A point separates Philly with Montreal and New York. Uh, so let's see let's see what goes down this weekend. But I got a draw. You guys let me know in the comments what you think is going to happen this upcoming uh, Sunday against uh, the Columbus crew. It should be an interesting one. It's never easy against Columbus, so we'll see what happens. But guys, it's going to do it for today's Union Match Preview. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Again, throw your predictions in the comment section below. If you guys enjoyed the content, do me a solid by hitting that like button. Of course, if you want to be a part of the family, it's as easy as hitting that subscribe button for all of this Philly sports content that we will be talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure if you are a podcaster, you listen to podcasts, we are available on podcast platforms. Find us under Oyen Philly Sports. You can find that wherever you stream podcasts. Big thank you to our sponsor today, Lots of Rain Watches. Make sure you guys use promo code Barcero Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a Lots of Rain Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Barcero Philly, and I am telling you guys to do Paul. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs>